0: Hello and welcome to the podcast Wannsee, looking at the international dimension of the Holocaust. My name is Judith Albert and me and my colleague will be hosting the following podcast.
1: Hey, I'm Jakob Müller, and we are recording this podcast in the Josef-Wolf-Library at the House of the Wannsee Conference in Berlin. The Wannsee Conference on January 20, 1942, stands both for the involvement of the German administration in the murder of the European Jews and for its international dimension. The 15 functionaries of the National Socialist State met at Wannsee to discuss what they called the Endlösung der Judenfrage, the final solution to the European Jewish question, meaning the systematic mass murder of the European Jews. The protocol of the Wannsee Conference emphasized that the SS was now in charge ohne Rücksicht auf geografische Grenzen, without regard to geographic borders. At the time of the Wannsee Conference, the mass murder had already begun. Hundreds of thousands of Jews had already been shot after the German attack on the Soviet Union. And the men at Wannsee knew that the murder was no longer limited to Eastern Europe. The invitation letter to the Wannsee Conference stated that Jews from the territory of the Reich and occupied Czechoslovakia had already been nach dem Osten evakuiert, evacuated to the East. Now the mass murder was to be extended to the whole of Europe. A statistic on page 6 of the Wannsee Protocol makes it clear that the plans not only included the murder of Jews in those states occupied by the Germans, like Belgium or the Netherlands, or allies, like Bulgaria or Romania, but also referred to neutral countries like Ireland or Switzerland and those still at war with Germany, like Great Britain. For the men in Wannsee, National differences were only of interest insofar as they made the implementation of their murderous plans more difficult or easier.
0: From the perspective of the perpetrators, the protocol shows the international dimension of the Holocaust like no other document. This view of the victims reduced them to a faceless mass. They disappear behind the columns of numbers. There is a great danger to just follow the perverted logic of the perpetrators to follow their effort to depersonalize the victims. From this perspective, the Holocaust even today seems like a gigantic project that was implemented without regard to geographical borders. In fact, the Nazis encountered very different societies in the occupied and allied countries, each of which reacted differently to the persecution of the Jews. In Greece, France, Poland and Belgium and all the occupied countries, there was antisemitism, but also organized resistance against it. The history of the Jews in the various countries had an influence on the course of the persecution by the Germans. How they responded to the threat, but also on how the societies in which they lived and had been part of responded to the genocide. It is therefore worth taking a look at these different societies.
1: In Wannsee, looking at the international dimension of the Holocaust, we want to do exactly that. We want to talk about a different society in each episode. How did Romania, Finland or the Soviet Union deal with their Jewish citizens? What role did anti-Semitism play in Greece or Belgium and how did Jews react to it? What changed in France or Bulgaria when a decidedly anti-Semitic regime came to power in Germany? How did people react to the beginning of the war? the occupation and the systematic mass murder in Italy and Ukraine. How was the Holocaust dealt with after the war in Czechoslovakia or the Netherlands? Our approach is not systematic, and by no means we want to give an exhaustive picture. We want to talk to researchers from different countries and hear their perspectives. We are interested in similarities, but even more in differences and specifics of each country. In this respect, this podcast is intended to break with the perspective of the perpetrators of the Wannsee conference.
0: So, what comes next? In our first episode, we will talk to the American historian Michael A. Meyer, sitting in Cincinnati, an expert on German-Jewish history. We are particularly interested in his biography of Leo Beck, who was probably the most important figure of liberal Judaism in the 20th century. Beck was not only active as a rabbi, but also fought early on against the rise of anti-Semitism in Germany. After the National Socialists came to power, he became chairman of the Reich Representation of German Jews, which was intended to make Jewish life possible under increasingly difficult circumstances. Further on, we will talk with Doreen Steiven, who is an archivist at the Belgium Memorial Site, Dossin Barracks, Memorial Museum and Documentation Center for Human Rights. The Dosan Barak served as a collection camp for Jews. From there, they were deported to Auschwitz. We talked to Durin about the Committee for the Defense of the Jews. This group emerged from the Belgian resistance and was intended to protect persecuted Jews from deportation. Even more, we would talk with historians about the Holocaust in Poland, Greece, France, Turkey and beyond. Don't forget to follow our channel so you won't miss any episodes.